You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 56. I'm definitely, I'm definitely putting that in the podcast. <laughs> You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 62. Hey, I'm on location today. I'm here with Jessie. Jessie is a photographer. She's an underwater photographer and she told me to tell you that she's a portrait underwater photographer. So we don't think she takes photos of goldfish, but her work's incredible. Her business is called Little Green Eyes if you want to find her on Instagram. And the reason why I've got Jessie here today is I was having a conversation with her the other day and she was telling me how she was really intrigued about my mindset around money. And in my podcast episodes, I don't tend to dive very deep on them. And I find that very hard because when I'm talking to myself, I don't know where to go. So Jessie, what are we going to be doing today? I'm just going to be picking your brain and all your knowledge is going to be adding so much value. So much value, so huh? So much value. Making yeah. an impact. Yeah. To my <laughs> life and to my, my knowledge around photography and making money. That sounds good. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I'm really excited to um, bring a different perspective to everybody. And um, I'm a little bit scared. I'm a little bit scared about what you're going to ask me. And if I've got the answers, I might not. Brace yourself. I might not have the answers. <laughs> You've always got the answers. It's going to be easy. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so... I mean, we can dive in with the fact that I was listening to your podcast last night, uh, one that you put out, I think maybe five episodes ago about your mindset around money. And you told a story that I'd heard you tell um, maybe back in the beginning about how you sold your car and you got 20K and then you went to the States and you basically spent it all on building a portfolio. And a question that came to mind for me was wondering how you dive in and commit yourself so fully and what goes through your mind do you think I am going to just blow all 20k on doing this and then start fresh and I'll figure it out as I go or yeah I mean what's what's your mindset when you're diving in so heavily like that and committing yourself (laughs) it's a very loaded question and um, I guess it's very normal for me and I can see how it wouldn't be normal for a lot of people Um, I'm a big believer. I was actually just talking to Morgan before on this of, um, I think it is better to like go all in than trying to save your money. Like if you're saving your money, then you're missing opportunities and you're missing on so much growth. And I'm a big believer. Like I, I can't do anything half halfway because I just don't think, you know, my projects don't deserve that. And I get, I'm impatient. So I just get, you know, frustrated of like trying to take the normal steps that everyone takes or how you're supposed to do something. And I don't believe that's the only way you can do something. So when I dive into something like that, I get an idea and then I just get relentless and just think like, what can I do right now? And if I've got a car sitting there that's not doing anything and it's worth $20,000, like that's the first thing I look at that and go, okay, I need to sell that. You know, I sold it for a few thousand dollars cheaper just to get the money as quick as I could, bought those tickets. And then I had no idea what I was doing. Like there wasn't like an actual game plan, but it was like, I need to take step one And then from there, like the rest is going to open itself up. So I guess for every single business I've ever done um, with everything I do, and, you know, sometimes when I fail, it it fails pretty hard as well. But I do dive in and I love going 100% in. Like I just think 
you know, you need to be passionate and obsessed and relentless around what you love doing and give it the best chance possible. Because when I decided to be a full-time wedding photographer, then it doesn't matter how much money I was going to put into it because that was my choice. And then I needed to follow it through. And I do that with every project that I have. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've got a great instinct, but how did you learn how to trust that instinct and maybe combat some of the fear that could go along with jumping into something new? Like you were quitting your um, job as an electrician to dive in as a wedding photographer. Like that is the complete other side of the spectrum. Like those skills don't really cross over. So how do you, yeah, how do you trust your instincts? Because I find that that can be something that comes up for me or with other friends in the creative industry of having an inkling and wanting to pursue something, but then all of that fear rushes in or you just don't know if you're right about it, if you're right about this decision. <laughs> I, I definitely, I think I'm right all the time, but I'm definitely not right. And I don't know if I'm right. Um, I think it comes from my childhood, to be honest. Like a lot of people... When you have a traditional childhood, you go to school, your parents are there to stop you from falling from a tree, your parents are there to help you, you know, do whatever. And I think like growing up, like an early age, like on the streets and, you know, in different environments, I was the kid that was allowed to walk around at nighttime and my parents never knew where I was and I could do whatever I wanted. And I never had anyone to tell me no or stop or you can't do or you shouldn't do. And I did break all my bones and I did stack my bike and I did do all those, you know, all those mistakes. I did get arrested by the police from shoplifting and I did do stupid things because I was allowed to do it. And I think going into business, like it makes you me realize like I don't know everything, but I know what I know. And so that means I know my own abilities and I can trust myself. So I definitely don't know if that $20,000 is ever going to come back if I spend that and go to America. But I do know my ability and my threshold of how hard I'll work to make that work. And I will do whatever it takes. And because I already know that, I'm willing to bet on myself. And I think the more that I bet on myself, the more I trust in myself, um, the more everything works for me. Because, you know, there is nothing that I can control outside of myself except myself. And with that, then I can, I can do anything. Yeah. It sounds to me like, um, sorry, the fridge threw me off for a second. <laughs> we're in a bar, so there is fridges. <laughs> there's all sorts of things going on in here. I just wasn't sure if you were going to want to cut that off or stop. But oh, no, we're not cutting that out. No, got it. <laughs> well, so when you're telling me about your childhood... It's making me think that you got a lesson really early on that even when bad things happen, life goes on, that you are still going to bounce back, that that resilience is there. Whereas maybe people that didn't have such a interesting, to put it lightly, interesting childhood as your own, don't learn that lesson until their patterns and their ways are already ingrained within them. So... If you had to give someone advice about how to trust their own instincts, what would you say? I think that's a really <laughs> hard thing to give anyone advice about how they can trust themselves. I do believe, like honestly, wholeheartedly, that, you know, working on themselves really reflect like everything on themselves, you know, like their own education, their, um, their belief systems, everything. You need to believe in yourself enough before anyone else is going to believe in you or before anything else is going to happen for you. Um, so a lot of the times we're trying to find the silver bullet of like, what can help me on the outside? But really, if you are strong with yourself and like mentally strong with yourself and you're like, you know what, I, I don't know how to do that, but that's my vision for my life. 
And that's what I'm going to do. And I say like a practical thing you can do is actually have a vision for your life. And think about now, the pain that you're in now with whatever it is, might be relationships, might be you're living week to week financially. Maybe your portfolio is not amazing. Maybe, you know, whatever it is in your life that you are suffering some kind of pain, you want to get out of it. Is it worth fighting to get out of that pain and into that life that you dream? Like, is that worth it? And when it comes to money, because we were talking about money, like that's when I say it's like, is it worth saving this money now and, and try and save it? And then, you know, in the future, I'll have no money because money depreciates. Or is it worth trying to spend that money to attain that new life that I want or attain those results? And that's what money does for me. Like that's the power of money. I can make that choice and I can invest in myself and keep doubling down on myself. Yeah. It sounds like you have a real knack for intuitive spending. I mean, as somebody like I'll be frank, you know, I've been doing photo for eight years and I, I can't say that I have hit the milestones that I would like to financially. Um, but I also don't go all in. Not really. I don't think, you know, I'll buy the new gear or I'll make the investments that I think I need to do. Or I did spend a lot of money hopping on flights, going and pursuing before I was an underwater photographer photographer i was a band portrait photographer, photographer. and <laughs> tour photographer and a lot of that is buying yourself the plane ticket and getting yourself there to do the work so i guess what i th- i mean i look at you and i i think from an outsider's perspective i think what an anomaly like i look at you and i think i can do that too um i think you put that forward in a really accessible way and especially with your courses and stuff you make that knowledge accessible but then there's this other side of me that looks at you and thinks like, oh, well, Jai's just gifted, you know, at doing this type of thing. So I guess I think one of my questions that also came up for me last night was your thoughts around manifestation and having the visions that you're talking about. And firstly, it's like fear around spending money. Mm-hmm. And I, am I spending it right? Yeah. I guess that's a question that I'd love Yeah, so let's dive into that one. Um, The thing with money is no one likes to talk about it. No one, no one likes to talk about it. It's like talked about less than sex, right? It's so uncomfortable for so many different reasons, and because of that reason, we are not empowered with the knowledge. We don't go out ourselves and learn anything. So, one thing that I know is I know how to make money. I also know how to keep money, and I also know how to multiply money. So most people don't know how to make money even less know how to keep money and almost nobody knows how to multiply money except, you know, the 1%. Does that make sense? And they're all very basic skills. Like money is actually so basic. So when I got obsessed and learned what money was, I wanted to learn economics. I wanted to learn why some people have money, some don't. Some look rich, but they're not rich. Some don't look rich and they are rich. Um, Some people live week to week. Some people just seem to, everything just works for them. And it really did come down to the education around money and understanding it. And when I understood it, it no longer was a secret. Like it was so empowering that I can see it as something, you know, it almost like lost its value to me because I can now create it. I can now, you know, make more of it or I can multiply it. If you give me $5, I can, I guarantee I'll I'll make 10 with that money. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's one of your biggest understandings around money? Like you're talking about this light bulb going off. Uh, Well, a lot of things. Like one thing is... um, you know, not all spending is the same like we were talking about. So like investing, uh, a lot of us, we like to spend money on things that are um, 
instant gratification. Love to go on the holiday. Like, totally, that's awesome. Wouldn't spend $2,000 on the course. Love to go and buy that new car because I'll look awesome. Wouldn't, you know, sell the car for $20,000 to go overseas to build a portfolio. Because those things mean work. There's so many pain points and we don't know how to do the first thing. But I believe like spending money in investing in something, like if you actually invest in something, it means, that word means, you're going to get a bigger return than how much it actually costs you, right? And that's why I say, say the best investment is like putting money on yourself because you can pay yourself back so many times. Once you know how to run a business, you know how to do it again and again and again. And then that 1,000 is turned into 100,000. And that doesn't happen anywhere. There's not many share markets or Bitcoins or housing property booms that can do that. Um, so just understanding like what is a smart move and understanding you know, that you have time. So with investing and with, with money, it's all about time and we have time. And if you have time, it's like a playground because most people say, I want to be a millionaire and I want that, you know, in two months or I want that in like three years or something. But if you have time, you can build right now, give yourself a little pay rise by doing some little thing and it compounds. And then the concept of compounding is just like a snowball. So at, you start at the top of the hill and you get, you know, a little bit of snow and you start rolling it down the hill and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And that's what compounding is. Yeah. I mean, what's your gauge for a smart investment? I know you started with real estate, right? Was that one of the first things? I mean, you had the, you had the coffee shop. Yeah, coffee shop was my first investment. Yeah, I lost you all say my money that on. Was a smart one. I know. Um, it was actually. It was a really smart investment. See, the thing is, there's not, there's no. If you're going to be investing, there's no bad investment because I was 20 years old. That means I've got 80 years to go. So the time was on my side. It doesn't matter if I lost hundred thousand dollars at 20 years old because I had so much time. So what that money got me was an education and it showed me what I could do and it allowed me to like you know experiment a little bit more so if I didn't do that early on I would have done it now and or I would have done it when I was 40 or when I was 50 and when I was 60 and I was losing time so it was really important to dive in like if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s like you have time it only takes you know 10 years or 20 years if you want to make a million dollars you can do something tiny now and you can have that in 10 years does that make sense yeah yeah, totally. I guess I just get stuck and this is what I was saying before is I wish I could just tell you my whole life story and you could say story and you could say this is where you're missing. This is where you're this stuck. This is where you're missing it. Yeah, because I do feel like I must be stuck. And that was something that came up that day when we were chatting about money and why we're here now. Yeah. Was you did see some of my roadblocks and you're like, "No, you got to just charge it. You got to just go for this." But I think I've also always seen money as a it must be a block for me if it's been eight years of doing the same thing and I'm not really progressing and, and hitting the benchmarks. Mm. So are you able to tell, give people advice for getting over their blocks without hearing what their specific block is? Like yeah. I'm wondering about the people in your, your business map course and, and things like that. So everyone is at a different level. And it is kind of hard to generalize like how someone can, um, you know, change their life with money. Um, for me, like one of the biggest things was if you come from a scarcity mindset, that's the first thing you have to work on. So scarcity is like, there's not enough money for me. There's not enough money for me and you. There's not enough money for me and you and my friend. There's not enough success in the world. There's not enough, you know, wedding photographers. There's not enough weddings in Melbourne. Like, so that's like a scarcity mindset. But one thing that doesn't run out is money. 
and success. There's no, there is no fucking ceiling for those things. Like you can just keep doing it. You can have money. I can have money. And they keep printing money. It's worth less and less all the time. They keep printing it. There's more of it. Everyone's got some. Everyone can get some. So when you look at it like that, it's like, oh, so all I need to do, like money's flying around everywhere. So I just need to grab a little bit and then just keep grabbing a little bit and then adding it to, you know, to my pile. Another thing you got to realize, um, and the way that my mind works, we're in a room right now, and this is in a bar, but I literally look around at everything and everything is money. So if I'm like sitting here wearing a shirt, I'm like, oh, okay, this shirt was $150. So someone made $75, but then the factory made this much. They employed someone. Someone threaded this. There was a farm to, to get the cotton for this. And it goes on and on and on. And I'm like, wow, like that was a, that's a lot of money that came from that one thing. If you're looking around, like, you know, the trees or the power lines or like the wallpaper, like everything has a dollar value. And then so you can look around and go, I could do that probably better, bring something else to the market, solve a problem somewhere, and then you could get that money. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. You know, I think what was so helpful for me that day when we were talking was you were showing me your books that you got. You mm -hmm. just got printed. You got the prototype. And I was asking you, like, how much was shipping or how much did this one prototype cost? And I was shocked because I was like, whoa. I mean, I think you said, like... It was, like, 150, 170 or something yeah, US the, dollars. For the one book and to get it shipped and to have it there the following week. Yeah. And when you said that, for me, it was, it was really humbling because I've been developing these cards and I've never made a solid product good that you can hold in your hand and mm. you know mass manufacture and the f like that night I went on and I ordered the the prototypes because and it was and it cost me two hundred dollars but I'd been really stuck on the fact that it was going to cost me two hundred dollars to get like six you know pro prototype decks mm. and that was what was holding me back and so talking with you made me be like it's no big deal like if I trust this I think trust, mm. you know, you have a lot of trust for making money and trust in yourself and trust that it's gonna, it's all gonna work out some way or another. Yeah. And I, I think like, it's not only just trust, it's also your vision, right? So, um, your mindset was around something like that. If someone says like $200 to get the prototype in, it's like, oh man, I don't want to spend that much. And my, um, mindset would be like, oh man, it's only $200. Like get me in that. Like I need the prototypes here tomorrow. Can I pay more to have them here next day kind of thing? And the reason being is because my vision's so big that like $200 is like a drop in the pond with what I'm trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that's so, what's so good. Yeah. So like if you're a wedding photographer, for instance, and you're like just starting out and you're not doing any, um, many weddings and stuff and you don't want to pay for Studio Ninja, you don't want to pay for pick time and all these type of small things that are like $10 a month or $20 a month. It's because you're thinking like, I'm only going to book one wedding or something and that's going to be a lot of it. But if you decide that you're going to be a full-time wedding photographer and I'm going to make 100000 this year, then that is not really much money. You throw your money at that so you can get more time so you can hit that goal. And then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, of course, you're going to hit that goal because you built it like that. And, you know, all the decisions you made, you never blocked yourself in those small decisions because you were ready and you invested in yourself. You believed in yourself. Yeah, I think that's I think that's huge. And yeah. I think that was always one of the biggest hurdles was getting fixated on those small numbers and not looking at the big picture number. Mm. And yeah, so that was really helpful that day. Yeah. Thank you for that. Of course. And I think just <laughs> watching you do you is a really healthy and helpful reminder. <laughs> so I don't even have to do anything. I'll just, <laughs> no, just keep I'll, I'll just keep doing my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I know. I can, yeah. It's. I mean, you've been such a help, really, every time that we hang out. Awesome. I'm so glad. So I guess I'm curious, what are your thoughts around uh, 
manifestation and visualization when it comes to money. There's a lot of talk about that. I believe like if you open up your mind and start having positive thoughts, you become like a magnet and you attract things into your life. And I believe that's so true because I'm like the living proof of it. Like, you know, there's so many things that don't go right in my life or haven't gone right. And I always attract the positive out of anything. Like people come, people are attracted to me. They want to come and talk to me. They want to like pick my brain or they want to hang around to see the energy. And the energy is positive. And I make sure I'm always, you know, thinking about how I put that positive energy out to, you know, the people around me. So like think about this. If you come into a room and you start saying, hey, like, oh, could you buy me a drink? I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time coronavirus that this is happening no one's booking no one's got enough money no one has this you know um it just doesn't work out i'm not smart enough i didn't go to school and if, when people just start having those conversations it doesn't inspire anybody it doesn't no one's going to gravitate to you and bring you opportunities because people are going to be like you know trying to run away from you right and i realized that and i realized like the more i want that and sometimes it's not around i have to be that for a lot of people i've got to be you know um just I know how much just a tiny bit of positivity, bringing it out and helping someone, how that affects me and it makes me feel so much better. And then from there, it opens up crazy doors that I never thought was open because I make those real connections with so many people like all around the world. And I think that's really important. But having a vision as well, like for your life and also for all the things that you're doing is so important because once you create a vision, and when I talk about vision, right, you need to live it and breathe it. Like if, if right now, if you wanted to start your coaching business um, and you're like, I've got my cards ready and I'm doing all these things, like you need to actually sit down and live it and breathe it. And what that looks like is it's kind of like a meditative state. You need to actually sit down and you need to feel it. Like how does it feel to have those 10 clients, you impacted those lives? How does it feel to have that money in your bank account? How does it feel to have the power to make those decisions? And when you feel it, you get a smile on your face because that's what you're working for. You're like, oh my God, like that. Okay, there is no more, I don't have money, I don't have time, I don't have anything because that was incredible and that's what I want for my life. And when you do that, it doesn't matter what tiny little thing comes up that's going to stop you in a roadblock. Maybe it's $200 in cards or something. It no longer matters because you're, you're there, you've got the vision, you know how much better it is. It's better than saving the $200. Like stuff the $200. Imagine what your life could be if you paid that $200 and then you had, you know, 5,000 people bought those cards. You had clients coming in from, everybody, from everywhere and you're impacting people's lives, making a difference. Like wouldn't that be worth, you know, all the money in the world? Absolutely. It's so easy when you're not bringing a lot in, especially COVID right now. And, you know, I'm not I'm not bringing in the type of money that I would like to. And so it's so easy to get fixated on the two hundred dollars and say and mm. my mindset was I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to spend this two hundred dollars mm. until I make two hundred dollars to cover this cost. And that was wrong. You know, and talking with you that day and talking now is just further validation mm. towards if you have the money, because I do, you know, I, totally. I, mean, I, have, and it, it comes. I have it somewhere. It and comes and it goes. Yeah, absolutely. But I have $200 to afford something like this. And, and it was, it was really doable. But I guess what I'd like to ask you is, was there ever a time in your life that you didn't have a vision? You seem like a, a person with a vision all the time. <laughs> I mean, just the way that you recap <laughs> your life, it sounds like one thing goes out the window, you've already got a vision on <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do have a vision always. So it's funny because the vision just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, and um, 
you know, I was actually saying to Morgan like a couple of months ago and I was like, man, I don't think we can do better and bigger than this because this is massive. And then like two months later, I was like, man, like we're doing bigger and better and I don't know if we can do that. And then I was looking around today. I was like, we're doing 10 times that we've ever, ever done. Like, you know, there's so much more. And the thing is like when you have the vision, they, it, it keeps growing as well. You never actually hit your vision because that's like human nature. We love to aspire to something and, you know, it keeps us alive. And if you're passionate about that and you become obsessed about what you do, like everything, of course, success is going to come your way and the money is going to come and, and the return and all those other things, even if you can't see how it's going to happen. So here's a good example. You know, COVID hit um, my business. I think we lost about $100,000 and, you know, Morgan works for me full time. And it's like a hard conversation to say like, man, don't know what's happening with work, but I'm going to keep you on as long as I can and I'm going to make it work. I don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to make it work. And, you know, we just went from that place like we didn't watch netflix we did, i mean we did in the afternoon but we d we didn't like you know take the foot off the accelerator and instead i think i spent maybe 40 50,000 on facebook ads in a time when i had no money no income was coming in and i was doubling down on myself and what i can do in the last few months i've spent more on courses business coaches on facebook ads on advertising than i've ever done in my life because I don't know where the money's going to come from. So I need to double down on myself and make this work. Does that make sense? Yeah, are you seeing the payoff? Like of course. Like, the investment, yeah. I mean, it's it payoff in all levels of my life though. It's not just like financial payoff. Um, it's like, yes, Morgan's still working. I'm still working. Um, we're still kicking goals and everything. Financially, we're doing great. Um, and then emotionally, we're in a different place because we're not, when people come in and they say, Jai, like how bad is it? You've been locked in for seven months and you can't do anything during COVID. I don't even remember what was COVID. Like I'm being so busy. I'm doing my own thing. And you need to be in that place because otherwise I'm going to be suffering from anxiety. I'm going to be bringing people down. You know, there's so many negative things that are going to happen. There's no positivity there for me. And I need to keep on my vision and keep on that accelerator. Yeah. It sounds to me like you don't have a lot of attachment to money. You know? Yeah, there's You're no attachment. You're able to let it come <laughs> yeah. and go. And I think that's huge. I think that's if you if you try and hang on, so money to me is like a stream of water. And if you go, if you ever been swimming in a stream where it like kind of goes past you, you hop in there. And if you try and catch it with your hands, what most people do, you know, weekly, you just won't catch the money. It disappears. There's so many bills that come out. There's so many reasons why the money won't stay there. But the second you let it flow and you go with the money, then there is no resistance. Like it makes it so much easier for you to go okay, I'm going to invest in this and let's, let's go for the ride and see where I can make the money back and be accountable for that and, you know, make that work and just see what happens. Like, that's life, isn't it? We want to see what happens. Like, why not live life? Oh, I mean, we all get in our own ways. In so <laughs> yeah. many ways. What would you say to somebody who is really struggling to find a vision? Like, you know, it, I think... I've always had a vision as well. It's come pretty naturally to me. I find that I get inspired and that's my, that's my kernel. And mm -hmm. I follow that. That's the beginning of my snowball. That's awesome. And I trust that. But I have a lot of friends in my life that I'm constantly talking to who just feel like they're in this perpetual state of limbo and they just can't get the vision. And I, and I say what you said, like, you know, envision the feeling and all of that, but they can't even get to the feeling. A lot of the times we stop ourselves with um, a lot of reasons why we shouldn't succeed and why we can't have that vision. So it usually goes like reason number one is like, I don't know what the first step is or I don't know where the money's going to come from or I don't have the money for the course or I don't have time for whatever. Um, what we need to do really is just start working. 
because we're not always inspired and have the big visions and like the clouds open up and you know the sun rays hit us in the face and we're just skipping down the street like sometimes we actually have to just go like i don't know what's here but i feel kind of drawn to it and i think maybe i'm passionate about it so i'm going to explore that and see what happens and then once you do that you're going to find it might be something totally different but you're going to start finding like you know what i could be a business coach like yourself, um, maybe I could do that full time. And then, then the vision's going to start coming in. Like maybe, imagine what my life would look like if I did this. Imagine what this, and then you can start going down that road of like, how can you follow and pursue that passion? And I think as creative entrepreneurs, it's so important. We put so many roadblocks in our way. And a lot of the times it's time. We say we don't have enough time. And we say we don't have enough money. And we say we don't know what to do for step one. But if we just put all that to the side and say, I know what my problems are already. I'm just going to get working. I'm just going to start drawing. I'm going to start taking some photos. I'm going to start networking, shaking some hands, talking to some people, get on a podcast. I'm just going to start doing something. And then maybe that will spark that fire and maybe that'll be enough for me to sit down and think, what, how could I, like, what kind of life could I live if this was my life? Yeah. What are your thoughts on having a safety net? I mean, I know you say like you go all in, but I also am hearing at the same time, COVID hit, I lost this much and I invested this much, which would then imply that you do have a bit of a safety net there. I wouldn't say that's a safety no? net. That, that is, um, that's the opposite of a safety net, you right? you don't operate on credit. No, yeah, I don't have any credit. So um, <clears throat> that was the opposite to, to safety net. So what a safety net is, safety net is a backup plan. And a backup plan is a plan to fail. And I, I believe if you're starting out something and you're passionate about it and the first plan you make is your backup plan, you're already planning to fail. You're not going to hit those goals because you're creating that vision. Imagine if it doesn't work out, I'm going to go and do this. Like imagine if you know, I lose all my money, I can just go back to that waitress job or whatever. And for me, the reason why I doubled down on myself because I was like, Hey, Morgan, there is no backup plan here, man. Um, if this doesn't work out, like you don't have a job, I don't have a job, we lose everything. There's no, there is nothing else. And then what decision do we come from there? It's not like, oh, well, let's just give up. It's like, let's double down. Let's actually just keep going. Like there's, there's less educators in this space, less wedding photographers, more opportunity than ever before. There's more problems than ever before, which means there's more opportunity, which means there's more money. And it just keeps going on and on. And coming from that place means no backup plan because I don't need it. I just need to learn to be um, resilient so I keep fighting and also know that you've got to work hard. Like, and if you don't and if you fail, like you just underestimated how hard you have to actually work for it. You know, if you're passionate about what you do, like people don't understand. I've worked for years for free just so I can get myself on the couch so I can shoot the wedding or so I can, you know, get my name on somewhere or I've shot editorials for people. I've spoken at workshops for free. I've spoken at stages for free. I have done everything in my power to make it happen. So, you know, it not, there was no backup plans and there was definitely no one gave me anything. Like that was me going like, I don't care if I don't eat this week. I will definitely go on stage and speak along every other speaker that gets paid $3,000 and I'm the only one not getting paid. But so if it's not considered a safety net, mm -hmm. what is that because like what is that amount of money or whatever that you have set aside that you are able to put towards you know that was just the running cost of my business. So um, I always have some money in my account for my business to pay us all um, wages and stuff. And like truth be told, I pay myself a wage and it's very low. Um, I think how much money do I pay myself, Morgan? Like probably 200 bucks a week or something. 
50. <laughs> I pay myself like $200 a week wage, right? Because it's not about the money. Like I don't care about the money. So I get, you know, Morgan gets paid more than I do. And it's, you know, I've never actually cared about like my wage or anything because I want to make the bigger impact. I want to be able to do bigger things, hire more people, you know, play a bigger game, all that kind of stuff. And that's not about like withdrawing money and keeping it for myself and buying myself toys and, and doing that kind of stuff. I think that's really important. But what I want to say is um, with the safety net, the reason why I, instead of what I could have done um, is gone, hey, we don't have any work left. I've got 50,000 left in the bank. I'm just going to save that because now there's no work coming in. Smart move. And I'm going to go, okay, backup plan. I'm going to go back and do this and be a barista. Smart move. And then where would I be right now? Does that make sense? So those are smart moves. Very rational. Makes a lot of sense. Totally. But the way that we worked was, hey, we've got 50000 right now and we're losing everything. I'm going to fail. So let's put the last 50000 into it and make sure we fail doing the best that we can instead of just giving up just before. Does that make sense? Totally. Knowing you've done everything. I call I've it, done everything. I call it kicking the dead horse. Exactly. It's like I'm going to do different. everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And I mean, also what I'm hearing is like, really getting clear on what your cost of doing business is. That's something Andy, mm. my partner, has always said to me as well, which is something that I haven't done in the last eight years. Talking about my own struggle with money, it's not being maybe strategic with those types of costs. So even if I wasn't paying myself that much, because I find that I go down to like, I get close to zero in a way. Uh, interesting though. I say in a way because it's it, it, always maybe... There's money things. comes from somewhere. Whenever yeah. you need it, it just comes, doesn't it? Like it... I know it does for me. There's been so many times where I'm like, don't know where the next wages are going to come for next week. Someone just paid for an album. I can't believe it. that's amazing. That keeps us going. We can make some money from that money and, and continue on. Um, one thing I'm going to say, a lot of us obsess over like cutting costs and trying to save money. But I believe you should just work on making more money. If you just make more money, you will never have the problem of like looking at how much you're spending. Does that make sense? Yeah. New leads, get new people in. You know, if you're a coach, you're going to bring more people in, impact more lives, bring value to more people. You know, we joked about saying value at the start, but the reason why I say value is because that's what I'm bringing. I'm not bringing, you know, a product or I'm not exchanging money for anything else, but like it's the value. And I would bring value to someone for free, like right now on this podcast, free value right now. Why not do it? Bring that value. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my big takeaway from this conversation is really how important mindset is and that mm -hmm. positivity that you're talking about because it is like a magnet and I find that when I'm down in the down in the basement energetically mm -hmm. that it's like it's just a drain it's a hole and and, and it's nothing's hard, to, coming hard to get in. out huh yeah 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 nothing's coming in and and as long as I'm down there like opportunities pass by things fall through I, I mean, I grew up in California. I'm definitely a bit like spiritual woo-woo, whatever. But then as we were talking about in the car, like it's also quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Like energy is everything. And so I think, yeah, having that full belief is a huge part of it. And that is a great It way definitely opens up opportunities, huh? Like, I mean, you know me and we hang out. Like, can you, when, when you hang out with me, do you feel like energized afterwards? Or do you feel like I can see why he gets opportunities? Or I can see why that happened for him? Always. Or do you think like... Oh, uh, it must just happen for him because like, you know, whatever. No, always. I mean, yeah. I told you the other day in the in the park, I was like, man, Jai, like, what can I give back to you? I feel like every time we hang out, like, 
we're walking away with something that we didn't expect some you know inspiration some knowledge like andy and i both went home that night and (laughs) got on our computers and get all energized again yeah Yeah. got super energized and it's very infectious i know and like the more that i do that you know for you guys the more that you're doing it for someone else as well without even realizing because you're going to go home get on the computers get on a phone call you know you talk to one of your girlfriends she's going to get the same energy she's going to do the same thing and i think you know, spreading that around as much as you can, as far as you can, with no, um, with no other reason than to help people. So it makes sense. So there's no like underlining, like oh, I'll do this, and because there's going to be an opportunity, I'll do this for someone because there might be something there. Like if you're just giving, just you know, I don't know what the word is, but you, you're just giving without the expectations of anything in return, then your life changes. Because then things open up. People see that you're sin- sincere and they, they actually do gravitate toward you. And they ask for help, but they also help you. I get so much help. You know, like if I need anything in my life, do you know how many people will just jump on it and say, you know what, Jay? yeah, we'll help you. We'll, you need money. You need this. You need whatever it is. Like we'll help you. And that is like, it feels incredible for me. It's like amazing how many people, you know, that I've helped over the years and impacted that would absolutely return that. Yeah, I feel that from you, for sure. Mm. And I've only known you for a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would help you move. I think that's my like, that's my my measuring point. It's like, is this someone I would help move house? Because nobody wants to do that for someone else. And that's how I feel. Oh, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, that's like the, the worst, worst thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Sunday. No. Will you help me move house? I'm like, God, I like no. you this much, but I would give this to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like your measurement. Yeah, that's, that's good, my measurement. Good measurement. <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your coaching and what your vision is right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm pivoting. I mm-hmm. hit uh, I hit my own rut. First, it was in music photography. And then I was uh, introduced to Birdie, a friend of yours, Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, just by divine intervention. But really what it was by was talking about what I was interested in, talking to our friend Aga and being like, I'm in a rut, I don't know. And she's like, wow, Jamie's doing these free sessions. Also, Jamie operating under the, you know, the mindset of, I just love this so much. I want to get out there and be doing it with all these people. Yeah, wow. It's just, you you know, you think back, like I'm thinking back two years ago and I'm like, it really, I do trust the the way of doing things just for the love of it and for the belief that it's all the right thing to be doing Mm. so i messaged jamie and then that just worked out in so many beautiful ways synchronistically actually at first it was hard we were going to meet in la and we couldn't find a pool so there's roadblock number one and then I, I thought to myself, no, I'm not giving up on this. I have a really good feeling about Jamie. And I think like I'm, she's just going to photograph me underwater naked, which I was a little bit like, ooh, am I ready for that? <laughs> I don't scary. know. scary. Yeah. A little bit. It was a vulnerable, vulnerable situation. So that didn't work. So I just I sat there and I'm like, no, I'm not giving up on this. And so I invited her up to my hometown in Nevada City, a long ways from L.A. And she was visiting from Florida. But she trusted it as well. And she rented a car. I mean, I sweetened the deal for her. I was like, I'm going to put you up in this cute Airstream trailer on my godmother's property. I'll find you, you know, four other models besides myself that are my friends. And um, I'll make it really worth your time. And I'm excited to get to meet you. Never had spoken on the phone. Nothing. All through DMs. But, you know, I had the feeling. So I went with it. She came up, she photographed me, she photographed my friends. And through watching her do what she was doing, I was like, wow, this is something about this. Just that spark. Boom, that curiosity. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. So I 
And so then I just started pursuing that. I kind of felt my love of, of music photography changing. And so I went down that road. And that was, uh, I guess, about two years ago now. And then I started just sort of touching base with myself and realizing that I really loved coaching and talking with people like we are now and, and having these one-on-one -on -one deep conversations and helping people, I don't know, see themselves more clearly. Mm. I don't necessarily love telling people what to do. I'm definitely not a business coach. I heard you say that earlier. That's the furthest thing. You're the <laughs> business coach. I'm the business coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love, I love helping people realize their own potential or see what's going on for themselves and what's positive and getting them on the right track. Um, and I found that this was coming up in the photo sessions I was doing, these nude underwater photo sessions. And so now my path is going to be combining photography and these sessions with coaching and making the whole experience really mindful. And um, I, w I have a vision doing it with couples and creating like a, a really heart opening space for them to kind of express gratitude. And that's where the cards come in. Um, my COVID pivot was, hey, I'm stuck in this, you know, six story apartment looking out at the clouds go by every day. I can't do many of the things that I love. Um, I'll just learn how to you know, do some graphic design. Mm. And then the cards came naturally because I, I thought, you know, what did I do with Andy to get to know him better? And what's the most heart opening thing that I've ever done? And it's asked people questions. And so that's where the cards came into play. All the line, you know, awesome. just breadcrumbs, I mm. guess. I just keep following the breadcrumbs, whether you I just have, keep working. Yes. And, <laughs> and as we were talking about the other day, I have the vision for five years from now that I'm really motivated to get to. Um, but all the little roadblocks, COVID, falling in love, moving across the planet uh, for love, not having community here anymore and having to build community from scratch. Like so many, I felt like I was getting kicked down so many different times. Um, but it's been a beautiful test of resilience and that belief in the vision. So, yeah, the current vision is to to do coaching and photography and, you know, sometimes separately and then also meld them together as one. Well, what's really cool is, um, you know, you put that out to Birdie and you got in touch with her and that was like a little pivot point for you. But right now, like you saying and acknowledging what you want to do, you've just said it on a podcast to thousands of people. And it's amazing because like when you get to that space where you're comfortable, that's when things are going to happen because you're going to start spreading the word because you're passionate about it. And when you're passionate about it, you get on a podcast and you're talking about it, you're telling me about it, you're telling Andy, you're telling everyone you talk to. That's when the opportunities come about because... I see your passion, so I feel like it's a good investment for me to spend time with you and help you through that. And if you believe in yourself, of course, I'm going to give you that time. Does that make sense? Yeah, thanks, Jai. Yeah, no, I do. I feel it. And I feel really, I would say lucky sometimes, but I guess I feel really grateful to feel connected to that vision because I had two years of having no vision, which is why I asked you those questions because it's a really nerve wracking time when you're in that space and you just think I'm not happy doing what I'm doing, but I don't know what would make me happy. Mm. And let alone, what am I going to do for money? What am I going to do to survive um, in this current climate? So it is absolutely hard to, um, when you are down, like how to even have the vision of like, like you were saying, like, how do we get out of this situation? And, and trust me, like, I know this, like, I mean, I've been surrounded by people like this, you know, in that, um, in that space in their life, my whole life. Like my mom still lives in the housing commission. She's still, when I, you know, ring her up, she still can't pay the rent. You know, I bought her a car. She smashed the car, didn't buy insurance. She didn't tell me because she was like, you know, she was 
she was scared to tell me because it was worth so much to her. Not worth anything to me. It's like, I just want her to have a car so she can cruise around. But um, when you're in that space, it's just hard to see the light or see how to get out. And I think it's, you know, it's really amazing that you were more in that space and now you're starting to see the light and you're starting to spread the light everywhere and you're inspiring people. And I think that's really, you know, it's admirable and it's just such a good space to be in right now. Yeah, it's the attachment. It's like the thing that I keep hearing from you too is the the non-attachment. I was really attached to my persona as a music photographer, which was really hard to let go of, to just let the flow, the river, take me and let me follow, you know. Hey, you want to know, like talking about that attachment on that, um, I think right now so many people are suffering with COVID because they're so attached to how their business used to be or how their life used to be or how things used to be. And I think, you know, because I'm not attached at all, as soon as, you know, that was just a thing, I just went down the stream with it. Um, I think being in that space, like, you, you can't be attached to things. Like, business is a living, breathing thing, and, and it, like, contracts and it expands and it moves and it has hissy fits and it does all these things, and you need to be along with the ride. It's like a child. And as soon as you get stuck on something, that's when you become irrelevant because you stop growing, you think you're an expert or, you know, you become redundant because the um, industry's changed, the market's changed, the styles have changed. Like it used to be better, social media used to be better, I used to get more Instagram followers, I used to get this. And you see it all the time. If you get onto social media, everything's always it used to be. Facebook used to do this, Instagram used to do this. this you know, back in the day, you could do anything. But no one's actually just going with what's happening right now though. That's what we need to concentrate on. Like today, who cares what it was like this time last year today? Like today's the only thing we have. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good outlook. <laughs> All right. I think we should wrap it up. Um, it's Friday afternoon for us right now and we're in a bar. So I think I might, you know, get a drink and um, just want to say a big thank you for getting on the show. It, I think it was really important because sometimes, you know, for myself, it's hard to know what we need to dive in a little bit more with um, money mindset and things like that. And for myself, you know, I, I just I just don't know until I get the real feedback and actually talking to you and seeing what you're intrigued by and what would actually help you. I know it's going to help so many people that are listening right now as well. And I hope this message like reaches some people that really need it right now um, because that's, I guess, what the podcast is all about. So I want to say a big thank you for being on the show and um and spreading that positive light to everyone yeah thank you for having me where where can we find you where can we find you to say hi and um tag you on instagram oh instagram's the best one uh at little green eyes that's that's it and then my coaching one is at the personal prospector but you know that's a that's a work in progress we're gonna see how that just started we'll see how that goes is the best place to find me awesome yeah thank you (laughs) ding 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 Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops or just want to say hi, We're here for you at jailong.co.